The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Thank you so much for your morning of practice. I could hear some shuffling and movement, so I imagine it's not always easy. <laughs> um, and um, the, the thing I noticed when I looked up was um, it was past 11.45, and I was completely lost in thought. <laughs> um, and I had been thinking about um, what was up for me lately, and... Um, It has been um, how we work with thoughts and emotions in our practice. And um, I think it's coming up for a couple of reasons, but um, one of them is that I feel like I've been doing this practice for a while now, and I've noticed this sense of, oh, I know what's going on. And um, it's taken away um, some... um, newness of practice I remember I had when I was actually pretty um, surprised by everything that I noticed. So it becomes the same old, same old, and I've uh, lost this little bit of investigation. And I've even lost this depth of mindfulness, I found. I was sitting um, a day long on Saturday, and the, second half, the first half seemed so calm and peaceful. I was so grateful to be sitting And then the second half, all the pain in my body started to come up, and I realized, because I hadn't sat a day long in so long, I had lost that ability to stay with pain or physical sensation. And I started to think, well, my guess is that it's probably also with thoughts and emotions. I've become a little bit too, um, I hate to say it, but arrogant or... Uh, complacent isn't exactly the right word. Um, and um, it, sometimes it takes something really challenging, like um, a sensation that won't go away, to, to bring that up for me and to say, oh, I could use a little bit more um, focus. I can actually use a little bit more interest. Um, so the reason I, th- I wanted to talk about thoughts and emotion was I realized I had in the back of my mind this this understanding that all thoughts or emotions are like any other experience that I'd come to see. And um, I wasn't paying them much attention. Um, And I was missing, I've been missing a lot because there's been a lot of change in my life. um, And I've had to spend like half my time in Los Angeles taking care of my parents who are just needing more and more help. And I noticed um, because it's so difficult and challenging um, when I come back, I want to check out a lot of the times. I, I don't really want... I'm, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, I don't have the energy. And I also start to think, oh, I can deal with it, I know how to deal with it. And um, it's not really letting me deal with what's there in, in the way that's been really helpful. And it's starting to show. So... Um, I mentioned these things because I know a lot of people here have been practicing for a long time. And I wonder if sometimes these attitudes or sometimes um, um, just we get used to seeing things, we get used to having to deal with them. And, and maybe um, when I hear beginner's mind, I always say, oh, well, I can't have beginner's mind anymore because I'm, I'm, not, the, I'm not a beginner. 
Well, today I was sitting and I was like, I'm a beginner again. <laughs> I, the ability to stay something consistently with focus, I'm like, wow, I'm a beginner. And I have this old Asian teacher standing next to me going, start over again. <laughs> you have to start over again. So there's actually, as I sat with that, there's actually something quite beautiful with that because I re- could, could recall what it was that I saw in practice early on that I experienced in a very different way, especially around thoughts and emotions, because they guided my life. They really um, defined who I thought I was. And um, emotions really sent me on all these different you know, whirlwinds. So when this practice offered the opportunity to see thoughts and emotions arising and passing like anything else, and to invite me to see them in a way that was non-discursive and less and less identified, less and less self-conscious, there was this ability to actually pay attention to what was happening rather than my reactions to my like and dislike of certain emotions my inability to recognize some emotions just because they weren't allowed in my culture of growing, uh, growing up, and I realized I'd developed so many strategies to hide them and mask them, deny them. So there was such an opening and an ability to say, it's all okay, not in a way of condoning or justifying anything, but in a way of allowing it to be there, because it was there, <laughs> um, and to really take a, a good look at it, what was going on in the body, what was building up, what, um, what are some characteristics of certain emotions, like shame. Shame was one I couldn't find because it hides immediately. And it's um, one that's huge in my, in my culture. Um, losing face is huge. You know, so you do everything you can to not lose face. So there are certain ones that had more juice and interest as I realized all of them were okay. And as they came up and bubbled up, that um, this practice offered not only the calm, consistency, concentration, but was very generous with letting them be there in a way that I never was, in a way that my culture never allowed them to be, in a way that a lot of times society doesn't allow them to be there. So I was really grateful to remember those things and to say, well, it's happening again, <laughs> because a lot of things are you know, now kind of stuffing them. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of fear around my parents getting older, and, sick, and I'm not really looking at it. I realized in some weird way there was a little um, something that said, oh, all of a sudden I'm much better at my job and my volunteer job with IMC taking care of the schedule. And I wondered why that is all of a sudden. And I realized, oh, it was some control element, some planning thing. It helped me feel a little bit more secure. And it wasn't letting me actually face the thing, but it was um, a sign. Something's something's up. So... um, just offering that today because um, however, you, however it is for you in your practice that you might notice, whether some levels of complacency or some levels of, um, I know how to do this. <laughs> um, it may or may not be true, you know, um, but it's always helpful to check in, I see, and take a closer look. And remember, um, it's really helpful for people who haven't, you know, actually had that moment when they see the thoughts arise um, and they see how it solidifies into 
an idea or a belief and um, it becomes truth all of a sudden. You know, that was, that was so amazing for me to see that process and to see that I believed everything that I thought. <laughs> and, and I was quite deceitful in many ways. I could see layers of self-deception unravel and I could see like a thought come and it was an outright lie about something. And at first it's shocking and, it, and then it's actually quite illuminating because I realized I'm going through the day without seeing this most of the time and it's, it's really influencing how I behave and how I think about myself and um, let's say adding to um, a lot of um, self-harm in a lot of ways because it didn't give me the opportunity to actually be honest and see and take a look at. So, yes, it's, I could go on and on, but I, I just, <laughs> I, I hope that made some sense in some way. <laughs> um, it's really interesting to work with thoughts and emotions because I find, especially in this culture, they rule our lives in a lot of ways. And um, it was, um, and is continuing to be really helpful to just to see them and work with them in a very different way that allows them to be there, allows me to look at them. And um, yes, uh, not think that I'm the center of the universe all the time. <laughs> so, um, so I hope that's helpful in some way. And um, yeah, we have a few minutes, so if there's any questions or anything anybody wants to share... Yes. Um, when you say investigation, um, there's a microphone right there. When you say about inve- uh, you say investigation, could you give an example? Say so you are you have a thought, and when you thought you're thinking, and you say oh, it's thinking, <clears throat> but when there is an emotion, and you want to investigate, and you're sitting, how are you doing that? Um. It took quite some time to actually to figure that out for myself. Is I was often given the um, suggestion, come into your body, come into the body and see what's going on, because there's some physical component in manifestation, um, even with thoughts. So um, if you think for a long time and you're worried, planning, worried, then over time you might notice you may not even notice, but the body's doing this and clenching, and there's tons of energy in the head. Um, and then when you're asked to take a look, you're like, oh, you know. So with emotions, same thing. Fear paralyzes, I, I realized. Um, shame hides, you know. It immediately wants to disappear. Um, so sometimes it's hard to find in the body. But um, as we become more comfortable in the body, and staying with the breath is this great tool because it's in the body. We start to be, notice subtleties, notice places of tension, holding, contraction, um, pulsing, tightness, um, movement, and, and all those things. So coming into the body to work with emotions is a great tool because it gets you out of the feeding of it and the normal discursive um, ways in which we... Emotions are energetic and powerful, so in some ways they, they really are a great opportunity. Um, and a lot of us aren't that familiar with our bodies, so even given that instruction, like, what does that mean? So 
be patient and just check in. See if the breathing's changed. That's a good sign. Um, breathing sometimes stops with fear. You know, anger is, I found, a huge knot of energy in the stomach. So in that way, you uh, start to understand the emotion in a different way that allows it to be there, that you're not feeding, and you're not having a judgment about. You're just learning about it. Is that helpful? Great. (laughs) Great. And it's 12 o'clock now, so um, I'm going to pass the... Mike to Nena, who's going to um, take volunteers to uh, help keep our temple clean. Um, so hopefully you can stay for that. And afterwards, there's lunch uh, 